Well, life is full of big questions, isn't it? And the question before us today is love and challenge. Is Jesus all loving? Is Jesus all challenge? Or is Jesus both all loving and all challenging? Let's pray. Lord, search us and know our hearts. Test us and know our anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in us and lead us in the way everlasting. Amen. And the question each of us might have or might ask ourselves is based on our own uh, mission statement here at Christchurch. Am I willing to be a passionate disciple for Christ, this Jesus of the Bible, the one who says, I am the Lord, I do not change. Jesus Christ who says, I am the same to yesterday, today, and forever. Am I willing to believe this Jesus and follow him? Or am I really seeking an alternative Almost, we could say, a new revised Jesus. But then the question comes, well, which one? A one who is good and agrees with me. A Jesus who agrees with what people currently deem good. Which Jesus are you going to follow? Which Jesus am I going to follow? There are some similarities in our two passages. The context for both of them. In Mark's Gospel, the crowds had come to hear Jesus teaching, and the Pharisees came and tested him. Jesus then went on to encourage the people to bring little children to him. And he taught his disciples that our faith in Jesus should be like that of a young child, trusting, accepting, and wholehearted. As Jesus was going on his way, a man ran up to him. Now, he was full of emotion, willing to adopt a position or posture of worship. And he asks Jesus a genuine question. Meanwhile, in our second text, in John's Gospel, the context there is similar. The Pharisees want the temple guards to have Jesus arrested because having heard the people questioning that this Jesus might in fact be the Messiah, the long-awaited one, the Saviour. And so it says Jesus appearing again in the temple courts. He's sitting down, teaching the crowds. When into their midst, the Pharisees bring a woman caught in adultery. We have two situations, a man in one story and a woman. These are the stories of the accused woman who Jesus loved and the man who, as it says in Mark verse 21, Jesus loved. Jesus had a radical love for each of them and he also held out an uncompromising challenge. Let's take a closer look at the Mark story. You see, in a rush of emotion, this man has run to Jesus and asked to have the very thing which Jesus is offering, eternal life, a life of intimately knowing God the Father and Jesus Christ, his son. 
He's on his knees, that posture correct before that of a king. But his words, good teacher, perhaps don't match that posture. Because he goes on to appeal to religion. What must I do? And Jesus obliges by reeling off the last six of the Ten Commandments. And of course, the man goes on to say, well, I've kept all of these since I was a boy. Jesus looked at him and loved him. And there is also a searching look in Jesus towards the appearance of goodness. Because Jesus knows the one thing. One thing you lack, he says. Go and sell everything you have, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. Jesus knows what each of us needs. He knew what this man needed, a heart change. And he knows what's missing in this man's heart. The first commandment. You shall have no other gods before me. Where your treasure is, Jesus says, there your heart is also. The man was sorry he could not be a disciple of Christ upon easier terms. That he could not lay hold on eternal life and keep hold of the one thing he deeply loved. In his case, his money. This was the love and challenge which Jesus laid before him. Are you all in heart, mind, strength and soul? And will you love no other idol more than me? And what about us? Will we accept Jesus' love and his challenge? Will we love and honour him, forsaking all others and all other things? It's our challenge because the gospel of Jesus Christ is that Jesus plus nothing equals everything. This gospel, his word, is not given to inform but to transform each one of us if we let it. Let's take a look at John chapter 8, the woman Jesus loved. Now one theologian calls this story the story of everyone. I think it's one of the loveliest accounts in the Bible. And though at first glance, it's a demonstration of Jesus' radical love for this woman, it's not only for her, but it's for her accusers as well. You see, Jesus is set front and center in a trap by the Pharisees and teachers of the law. In the law, Moses commanded us to stone such women. What do you say? Now, if Jesus said the woman must die, his nature of love and mercy would be compromised. Never again would he be called the friend of sinners. And not only that, but under Roman law, no Jew had the right or the power to pass the death sentence or carry it out. On the other hand, if he pardoned her, he'd be accused of teaching people to break the law of Moses and would be seen as blessing adultery. A first principle of Jesus, only the person who is without fault has the right to express judgment on the fault of others. And so he says to them, let any one of you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. 
In this way, and despite the scheming of the Pharisees, he lovingly exposes to them their own sin. And one by one, they slip away. And in his radical love for the woman, he gives her also the radical challenge. I'm not going to pass final judgment now. And so he says, then neither do I condemn you. Go now and leave your life of sin. Are these two sentences from Jesus not the greatest liberation statements for every person who has been separated from God and others by sin? Neither do I condemn you. Go now and leave your life of sin. In stark contrast to the accusations of others or our own self-accusations, right here we have the liberation of confessing our sin to the only one who has rights to judge. He calls each of us to repent, to turn away from all that we know to be wrong. And he holds the challenge lovingly before us a few verses later in the chapter. Because how can we know what all that we know to be wrong is? So Jesus tells us. He says this, You are really my disciples if you hold to my teaching. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. This challenge has an implication to the rich man, to the woman, and to each of us. Jesus is both radically loving and radically challenging. And so he calls us to do two things to radically love him. Last week in our third service, Doug turned us to Hosea 6. And in that text, God says that what he requires from his people is faithful, reliable love. He uses the same word there, hesed, as used throughout the Old Testament to describe God's love for his people. So God is saying, with the love that I love you, I'm calling you to love me. That sounds a lot like Jesus' greatest commandment to each one of us. And Jesus' way is this. He says, make me the object of your desires. We are to obey that great commandment. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind and with all your strength. And Jesus calls us to also be radically challenged. He wants us to face up to everything about ourselves in his presence, the only one who is able to judge right. I wonder what transformation will begin to happen as we indeed bring all of ourselves, our relationships, our money, our identity, our very selves to Jesus. He says to us, follow me. Follow me. Not the deconstructed Jesus figure of our own imaginations. No, he says for us, follow me the one you will read about here in the scriptures. Be with me. Be more like me and do the things that I do. 
And when you find that you are not able, confess it to me. Come to me, tell me. Turn away from everything else. Turn away from your ways and turn to me. Now this Wednesday, of course, marks the start of Lent, that particular time when we focus on Jesus' journey through suffering and death to new life. How might we be changed if we were to take up that challenge to spend these 40 days intentionally reading or listening to the gospel every day and asking ourselves, what is Jesus doing? What is Jesus saying? And what does this mean to me? It's a slow reading. Remember the word is Lent. And for any of you French speakers, that means slow. Let's read it slowly and not get through the word, but let the word get through us. So radically loving Jesus, be radically challenged by Jesus. And all this is radically possible for us because of Jesus. Because throughout John's gospel, he is always pointing us to the cross. It's what we are to gaze upon when we get lost. Jesus, in his radical love for us, gave his life for us. The greatest sacrifice ever given. Gaze upon him and follow him to the resurrection where total new creation life is on offer to each one who will receive him. So Jesus is the author of salvation. He is kindness and compassion. And the author gets to write down the way of salvation from beginning to end in his book, the Bible. If you love me, says Jesus, you will keep my commandments. And if we do this, then we will be truly be living in love and faith and obedience to Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. Amen.